Welcome to All Places Together. Here we believe that our lives are connected to one another and rooted in God's inclusive and expansive love for diverse creation. I'm Colleen Montgomery, pastor of All Places Together and your podcast host. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. I've got a question for you. Where is God in the wilderness? When was the last time you were in the wilderness? I'll let you think on that for a second here. Because the truth is, I wish you were with me at the coffee shop that I'm sitting at when I typed out this podcast episode. Because I really want to know your answer. When was the last time you were in the wilderness? You might tell me about your latest outdoor adventure. You hiked a mountain, you paddled the ocean, you walked through endless fields, you wheeled through your favorite park, or maybe you simply sat on your porch and watched the sunset. The wildernesses of nature are vast and varied. And depending on where we live, the nature that surrounds us is different. Yet it's all beautiful. I also think it is just as likely that you might tell me that you're in the wilderness right now, there at our hypothetical table at the coffee shop. Even as you are drinking your iced coffee latte with a pump of your favorite syrup, that as you sat with me right there in that coffee shop, you are at the same time in the wilderness. You're questioning your identity, your sexuality, or you're struggling with how to express yourself. You are scrolling for hours on TikTok looking for voices that speak to your experience. You are the most vocal ally at Pride because you realize how much you might need an ally in the near future. Or maybe you're too nervous to go to Pride because you're unsure of who you are or you know you're not ready to be out yet. Maybe your wilderness is that you are coming out, that you're in the process of it right now. Some of your friends and family get it, and some of them don't. Many of your relationships are shifting. You have moments of profound joy as you share your story and step out into the world in a new way. And there are also moments of grief and anger at hurtful reactions or even the amount of time you spent not being your full self. You live in a state that is trying to pass or has passed legislation that is dangerous for you, your family, and or your loved ones. It's the place that you call home and yet your access to healthcare is being restricted. Your stories are being banned from libraries and schools. You're not able to display your family photo on your desk. And your very life may even be in danger find yourself navigating a transition in your career? Should you stay where you're at? Is this new job really the right decision after all? Can you leave it all behind and start again? What will retirement really be like? What am I without my work? You're a first-time parent and you're not sleeping through the night. Your body is healing or you're trying to support your partner as they heal. You don't know what any of these cries that this child is making mean. Are they hungry? Sleeping? Needing a cuddle? Just gas? 
Your kids are starting a different level of school or are leaving the house altogether. Will you be able to parent well through this transition? What does this change mean for your family? You're excited for their increased independence and perhaps what it means for your life too. But the grief might be more than you expected. Or it could be that your wilderness is something completely different than any of those. Yet I know that a person can be sitting in a crowded coffee shop and feel like they are in the wilderness at the same time too. At All Places Together, one of our core affirmations is that God loves you wherever you are. So I deeply believe and trust that God is with us in the wilderness too, both the literal and the metaphorical kind. There are many stories throughout the Bible that speak about God being in the wilderness with individuals and with groups of God's people too. Today, I want to share with you one of my favorite stories about God in the wilderness. I hope that these words will help us remember that we are not alone and that God will help each of us find a way. The whole book of Exodus in the Hebrew scriptures is one long story about being in the wilderness. The Hebrew people were enslaved in Egypt for many generations. Then God called a man named Moses to lead the people out of Egypt and into freedom. Along with help from his sister Miriam and brother Aaron, Moses does just that. Okay, now don't let my four-sentence summary mislead you into thinking that this was like a straightforward or easy experience for anyone involved, because I can assure you it was not just trying to give the SparkNotes summary there. As a child, Miriam lies to the monarchs of Egypt about Moses' true identity so that her little brother can grow up in the palace and avoid the Pharaoh's command for the firstborn sons of the Hebrew people to be killed. She watched one brother grow up in the palace while she and her other siblings grew up enslaved, serving that monarch. Moses struggled with his identity. When God calls him to lead the people to freedom, Moses has a hard time believing that he's the one who's really supposed to do this. Yes, he's Hebrew by birthright, but he grew up as an adopted son of the monarchy of Egypt and has since fled into the countryside and has married into another different tribe called the tribe of Midian. Moses isn't really sure that he is the one who should be leading the liberation. The Hebrew people, this vast nation that Moses is leading, miss believe it or not, the security and stability of their own life while they were oppressed. At various points in their journey, they cry out that they would rather be back in Egypt because they are hungry, they are thirsty, and they aren't sure what's next. Like at one point, they are literally ready to trade their freedom for fresh produce. And then Aaron, gosh, sometimes Aaron like really loses sight of the plan. There's a particular point in Exodus where Moses is talking up with God on a mountain. It's taking longer than everyone else expected, and the people decide they want to make a God that they can talk to, too. And Aaron tells them, all right, collect all your gold. Like, let's make a golden calf to worship. While, like, Moses, his brother, is really talking to God just, like, up this mountain. So you see every person in this story is living in a double wilderness, like the literal wilderness of the desert that they are walking through and traveling through, 
And also all of these metaphorical wildernesses of the life transitions that they are in. Like it's a lot. It's really complicated and really messy. So where is God in this particular wilderness? The book of Exodus tells us that God is with them physically, moving with them each and every day in this pillar that goes with them. In the daytime, the pillar is a pillar of cloud, and at night, it is fire and light. And just like a shadow follows a person, this pillar follows the Hebrew people wherever they go. We can read about it in Exodus 13, verses 17 to 22. When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was nearer, for God thought if the people face war, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people by the roundabout way of the wilderness bordering the Red Sea. The Israelites went up out of the land of Egypt prepared for battle. And Moses took with him the bones of Joseph, who had required a solemn oath of the Israelites, saying, God will surely come to you, and then you must carry my bones with you from here. They set out from Succoth and camped at Etham on the side of the wilderness. The Lord went in front of them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them along the way, and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they might travel by day and night. Neither the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people." This physical embodiment of God's presence with them is stunning. Like God is with them all of the time, like so big up into the sky that you could see it from anywhere in their camp amongst the people. And yet, and yet, get ready for some realness, the people are still unsure. They still waver in faith. They still forget Moses gets frustrated. The people complain. Aaron makes this golden calf. Gosh, and the text doesn't actually give us any more details about Miriam once they cross the Red Sea. But I've got to believe that she got frustrated and had her moments of uncertainty as well. Right? There's this like series of stories in Exodus about how the people are thirsty and then hungry and they complain against God to Moses. And I also just have to really think that some of these complaints would have gone like, all right, cool, like you're a pillar of fire, but like, how about something we could cook over the fire? We're hungry. Okay, a pillar of cloud, like could you rain a little bit so we could like have something to drink? Right, like God is with them. And at the same time, it's really messy and complicated. And they, you know, are just people. So I don't say any of this as a criticism because the truth is I am the same way. I am a pastor and it is both my personal and professional belief that God is with me all of the time. And yet I am still unsure sometimes. I still waver in my faith. I still forget. I get frustrated. I complain. I make my own versions of a golden calf. And this story is so meaningful to me because God doesn't give up on them. 
When they are thirsty, God provides water. When they are hungry, God provides food. When their conflicts with each other reach a fever pitch, God teaches them about what loving one another really looks like. And when they mess up, God forgives them again and again. Even though God's presence is with them literally every day, every moment of every day in this pillar of fire and cloud, they still mess up and God always sticks with them. And the same is true for us. God doesn't give up on me and God doesn't give up on you. Now, truth be told, it's probably harder for us to remember that God is with us because we don't have this pillar of cloud and fire with us like all of the time, all day, every day. That might be pretty obnoxious or pretty complicated given how God's people are now all over the world. Yet we do have other reminders of God's presence with us in the wilderness. We have these stories of the Bible, like the ones we talked about today, and so many others, generations of faithful people and complicated people who God was with. Likewise, we have the stories of Christians from across the world and throughout time who God was also with. The stories of famous people and official saints, authors we love as well as our own family members, neighbors, and friends who teach us about God and remind us how much God loves us. We also experience God through the beauty of nature, music, and art. The starkness of beauty in the desert or barren places reminds us that God is still there. Singing or making music can give our hearts the release of pain that we need and fill them with hope. Art calls our imaginations into deeper observation and new types of creativity. In worship, whether that's worship in a church building, at a house, online, or even in nature, we lift our prayers to God and we listen for God speaking back to us too. And sometimes we share in communion, that meal that reminds us that God is with us and that God forgives us, a meal that nourishes us and forgives us all at the same time. And you may also have a trinket of some kind that reminds you of a particularly powerful faith moment in your life or some object that represents God's love to you. One thing that is dear to me is a stole that I had commissioned last year. A stole is a piece of fabric that pastors and deacons can wear during worship that represents our call. In my tradition, the colors of the stoles usually tie to the season of the church year. So last year, in celebration of my coming out, I commissioned a friend to make me one that represents my bi-identity. It has a green background that looks like grass, and then it has blue, purple, and pink flowers. The flowers look like the ones on the very first Buy Pride sticker that I bought. And when I wear that stole, I celebrate who I am and the work of being a pastor that I still choose and continue to do. Now, truth be told, I don't wear it that often anymore but I will be able to wear it in worship this weekend. And I'm looking forward to being able to wear that with my colleagues as we celebrate God being with us in the wilderness. 
Now, your thing might be a piece of art, a note card that someone wrote you, a pin, a keychain. It may even be as simple as a post-it on your bathroom mirror that says, God helps me do hard things. The honest answer to the question, where is God in the wilderness, is wherever you are, wherever I am. Because God is both in you, the people you journey with, and creation itself. God's in all of us, whoever and however we are. God's in it all, the literal wildernesses around the world and the metaphorical ones that come with any transition or season of life. Whatever wilderness you find yourself in now or in the future, I hope that you feel God's presence with you. You are not alone. God is with you and loves you in that wilderness and every day, wherever, whoever, and however you are. Prayer for the Wilderness. God who saves, you were with your people as a pillar of fire and cloud as they journeyed through the wilderness. You are with us too as we go through the wildernesses of life. Though we do not see you as a pillar of cloud and fire, send us people who can be pillars of strength, compassion, and encouragement for us. May they remind us of your love and help us to trust in finding a way forward. Likewise, help us to be pillars of hope and grace for those in our life and the people in need in our communities, wherever, whoever, and however they are. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. We hope you experience God's love for you and the world in today's episode. The central question of today's episode is based on the theme of the Virginia Synod Assembly that occurred the weekend this episode came out. If you're listening to this on Sunday, we wrapped up business on Sunday around lunch. The theme of this assembly was the way in the wilderness. And I'll be excited to share with you how the assembly went. I also want to say thank you to Joanne Folly for being our voting member to the Senate Assembly. Y'all, she faithfully attended literally all of the preparation meetings and represented our community with love and faith. Thank you, Joanne, for your time and effort and commitment to helping the voices of all places together be heard at Senate Assembly. As always, thank you to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod and the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. Being church together is so important. Thank you to each and every one of you who gives financially to empower the ongoing work of All Places Together. If you'd like to make a gift to support this ministry, you can go to our website, allplacestogether.org. Scroll to the bottom where it says Give Now, click that button, and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. 
If you'd rather give by check or stock or by some other way, please reach out to me via email at allplacestogether at gmail.com and I can help you figure out those details. Until next time, remember that God is with you and loves you wherever, whoever, and however you are.